I mean, come on. When have you ever heard a real-ass person call themselves real? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm London Elaine, and you're listening to Real People Never Call Themselves Real. Welcome back to another great episode. It is another beautiful Monday, and don't worry, I got your back. So um, last week, we tuned in with Jelani Williams. He's definitely one of the most up-and-coming, hardest rappers that I um, have had a chance to meet. He definitely hits the pavement. And he shared a lot of gems with us last week. So I hope you guys got to tune in. If you didn't, you are missing out. Stop this podcast and rewind back to last week. So before we go any further, I want to check in with you guys. How are you doing? I hope everyone's having a blessed Monday. It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's still cold as fuck. Um, I'm almost like coming down with the cold because the weather keeps switching but it is march officially you know it take about three or four days for me to feel a month so (laughs) um i really feel like it's march now and i'm just excited because at the end of the month i have some good um things popping up i have a couple gigs and all of that type of stuff and some different projects that i never really um delve into as far as like cosmetics and stuff like that I've never done a cosmetics campaign so that's interesting um that I do have that lined up on my schedule I took out my braids you guys and I'm just on the cloud right now because I have another level of black girl joy that is just floating around me the ability to feel my fucking scalp is amazing and I just am so sorry that I took it for granted before because (laughs) I'm having a fabulous fabulous day um some things that kind of got me through this week and I really wanted to share them with you as well because shit we in this together um I tuned into a million little things I mentioned that before with um the actor Romani um, Malco, he has this platform for behavioral health or mental health um, for people who just kind of need to feel a sense of community. And I know that that show is centered around mental health because the one, one of the guys, and I'm not going to tell the story, but one of the guys um, is a group of friends and one of the guys commits suicide and it kind of changes the way that everyone lives their life and the things that they take for granted and all that stuff. There's a bunch of other twists and turns which really had me up late as fuck watching it (laughs) because the show is so good like so so good and I'm one of those people you know I'm a this is us fan if you haven't tuned into that that is definitely something that is well worth all of the awards that they've gotten um but I just needed something else to dive into and I was like okay well let me try this shit out it was on Hulu Hulu keep trying to tell me what the fuck to watch so I pressed it and it was amazing so I I recommend that to anyone. Um, the way that they talked about mental health on there is kind of like, it's it's a true perspective, if that makes sense. Because I do deal with people um, in behavioral health and all of that type of stuff. And it is a true perspective. Like some people just... 
they kind of get a little deep in and it's a little too late and, and, you know, they don't want to leave their families or their loved ones selfishly. So they kind of try to create a plan and all of that type of stuff, but it never really works out that way in the end because um all that leaves is ruins you know people are hurt people are upset people are left with questions and you're left with you know uh, no longer being here so definitely um check on your friends and check on your loved ones and make sure that you're doing more than just writing on instagram writing on facebook texting like no pick up the phone and call get in your car and drive like the way that this world is set up that we feel such a rush and feel such a like a lack of time in our day and literally everyone around the world has the same you know 24 hours in a day but there are other places in this world that don't you know make us feel so just rushed on on time and and rushed on making it and succeeding and stuff like that and and it just it's time it's always been time and it always will be time to kind of just focus in on the most important things in life. And that show really got me like thinking about a lot of people that were in my life um, at one point and just wondering like, oh damn, like I hope they're okay. I hope, you know, maybe I should reach out and shit like that. But then, but then the, you know, the, the hood in me, the realest in me, was like, you know, fuck that shit. But <laughs> this is all about healing, you guys. This is all about healing. Um, no, nah, but you, you're, we all grow, you know? Like, we have to understand where there's a point where you're kind of, like, doing things for you is kind of hindering me and my process. And a lot of people think of that, you know, selfishly. And, and that's not exactly the way that people should be living their lives you know like oh let me distance myself or whatever for whatever kind of selfish reason but everybody's going through something this life isn't easy um but I said all of that to say watch the fucking show um it just seems like a lot of things about mental health are becoming more talked about you know there was a stigma at one point and there still is a stigma because that is literally one of our campaigns um, at work is trying to remove the stigma around mental health and around therapy and around psychiatry and all of that type of stuff because it's not wrong you know it's just a lot of different barriers and things like that that we all go through that we do need to talk about and we do need to be open about and um your friends and your family aren't always the best people to talk to. So like I said, um, get you a fucking therapist. I did. <laughs> um, I had my first session last week and you know, it's, we're doing weekly sessions now. So this is a thing like we're together. This is, we're actually building this relationship now. So, um, I actually go back this week and I'm super excited. She was really cool. Um, she just kind of sat there and really walked me through the things that were floating around in my mind. And, and you know, she just kind of sat back and let me answer some of the questions without being useless, if that makes sense. Like she, she chimed in when she needed to chime in, but she wasn't so talkative where it was just like, damn bitch, like. I came here <laughs> to try to get this shit off my chest and you telling me how to feel, you know? 
So, but it, you know, searching around, I was scared because I was like, okay, um, first of all, I need a black woman to understand what the fuck I'm going through. Um, and I don't need her to be old as fuck because we know how older black women be. And this is no shade to to all the matriarchs and the family. Okay. All the big mamas, all of that in the family. But sometimes, you know, you a little close minded, you be tripping and, um, it's just a good, refreshing thing to have a woman, a black woman who has been ahead of me kind of like let me know that like shit is going to be okay. You know, I don't know what the fuck they got y'all on, but shit is going to be okay. So that was really cool. Like I said, you have to shop around. It's a relationship. You are, you're going to build a relationship with this person for a while. So it's okay to shop around. It's okay to try to try out different therapists and stuff like that. So I'm excited. You know, I get to go back and see my homegirl today. I'm lit. <laughs> and we have a lot to talk about because I had a very eventful weekend. Um, Some other things that got me through this week, and this is like more show, I guess, related because I really binged my ass off this week and weekend. Like I did some things. I went, you know, with my family and we ate and all of that type of stuff. And I definitely went out with my friends and get a drink and shake a ass. Okay. But I sat my ass down as well. I took, I took some time to rest. I tuned into the shop that show with LeBron James and that show was really amazing. I heard it was good. And actually the clips that I saw before, like on Twitter and stuff like that, they were good. Um, but I just never really wanted to, to tune in. Also, I didn't have a fucking HBO package, um, or the app or whatever. So I just, you know, did what I had to do. <laughs> and actually I got the HBO app a couple weeks ago with Amanda Seals when Amanda Seals uh, put out her special and my dumb ass did not cancel it. So, and this is the second month that I forgot to cancel it. And they got money. So, you know, I got HBO until the end of March. Because <laughs> I'm definitely canceling it this month. This shit is $14.99. But I put the shit on my cash app card. Because I was like, okay, you know, I don't keep money on there or whatever. You know, I don't know. I guess the scammer in me, the Atlanta scammer in me was just like, fuck it. If they take the money out, I don't keep money on that card. It's probably going to, you know, come back, bounce back or whatever. But I've been keeping money. People have been spending, sending cash apps for some reason. It's been money on that card and they took $15 of my hard earned money. And anyway, I watched the damn show <laughs> and they have, um, like athletes and rappers and all of that sitting down with LeBron and also, um, another executive producer, who is a um, basketball player as well. And I forgot his name, but he's really vocal in the show, which I do appreciate. And because I thought it was going to just be a, like a LeBron thing, but LeBron kind of sat back and, and let some people talk. Um, on one episode, they had Jon Stewart, Candace Parker. Um, they had Vince Staples on there. Another episode, you know, they had Drake and they got all up into, you know, the business and and all of the drama with Kanye and all of that type of stuff and you know it was cool it was just I've loved seeing Drake like personable and I know that he's not one of those type of celebrities where you just cannot like reach out to him or you you know like he he goes to shit he makes appearances and all of that type of stuff you just don't feel you know so 
so many degrees separated from Drake, but um, it was really cool just like hearing his perspective on a lot of the shit and how it went down and a little bit of the backstory. And um, also another episode, I think this was the last episode that they put out um, was with Meat Mill, 2 Chain, Ice Cube was there. Um, they're trying to think about some who, oh, um, Anthony Davis, the basketball player. And they were, you know, this is all set up in a barbershop each time, each show. And, um, they just kind of like sit and talk casually and openly, um, and candidly like they would at a real barbershop. And it was really cool. Cause I fuck with Meek Mills these days. <laughs> I said Meek Mills, like a black 45 year old mother. <laughs> always putting an S on in the shit. My mom literally does that all the time. Like she says public or she says Kroger's or something like that. And it's so annoying. And I feel like it's just coming like with age, you just start getting lazy with your jaw and you don't know when to stop at the end of a word. And so you end up putting an S on that shit. But Meek Mill, I fuck with you. He really um, talked about, you know, the shit that he was going through with probation and and how, like, they got black people fucked up out here with the way that they're, you know, cracking down on the laws and stuff like that. And his situation started from him popping a fucking Willie, which you normally get a traffic ticket from and all this stuff like that. And long story short, he's been on probation for 11 years. And um, he ended up having to go serve some time for some shit that was supposed to be already case closed. And... It's just a long story, I guess, but it was really cool to have those people on there, see the perspective. They were talking about one thing that was interesting on the last episode. They were talking about, um, you know, when you get money, when you're getting rich and stuff like that, like, at what point do you say no? Like, cause you can't take care of the whole hood. And that's almost like survivor's remorse, you know, like I'm the one that made it. So I gotta like always reach back and I always gotta do that. And really you don't owe nobody shit. Like Gerard Carmichael was, he's actually on a lot of the episodes um, of the shop. And he's one of my favorite comedians cause <laughs> dad nigga don't play. Okay. <laughs> he is like one of those, like one of those, I don't give a fuck what you say type comedians like he had I don't know if you guys watched the Carmichael show but they, there's old episodes and shit like that on Hulu but a lot of the stuff that he even talked about on there and that was like family programming he still went in about and he was on the show talking about um how his aunt kind of let him sleep on the couch or whatever and like niggas from the hood be cashing in on what y'all talked about back in the day like oh shit when I make it I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get this condo da, 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 da. and he was like um you know he had that type of conversation with his aunt before and she all of a sudden remembered it from wherever and tried to cash in on the shit and <laughs> he was talking about how he went in on her <laughs> because he was like bitch what the fuck like all you said was like I believe in you and that does not deserve like a $250,000 condo in Florida somewhere like it costs nothing to say I believe in you and then he was talking about how his talent was obvious so you really had no choice but to be like oh that nigga's gonna make it <laughs> and it, it's just really good I hope you guys tune in and like I said tune into the Carmichael show because I love raunchy comedy and that was one of those things where it was like you should I love talking about shit you should not talk about. <laughs> um, this week, I have a lot of great, 
great gems for you. Um, we don't have an interview this week, but I do have some shit to say, you know? I want to talk about understanding and how much you need that in every situation and how much we lack that in every situation. I feel like with a lot of things that have been, per, you know, transpiring in my life, with friends, with family, all of that type of stuff, you have to have a certain level of understanding. And that comes from understanding yourself as a person, as an adult, as a growing adult, as a rapidly growing adult, because every day, like we're changing, you know, how like they say toddlers are like changing, they're impressionable and all that stuff like that. 20 something year olds, we're really impressionable too, if you really think about it. And if we don't take the time to really understand who we are, it's easy to get swayed, especially like I said, in this climate, I talk about this all the time, because I'm almost like anti social media. Um, I do it because I like to connect with the people that I do love and know. But for the most part, I don't give a fuck about connecting with strangers over the internet. Like I would rather meet you in person. But you know, that's neither here nor there. That's not what we talk about this week. Um, but just really understanding yourself. And with that, you can lend a hand when you meet these tough situations because then you'll understand where this person is coming from and not listening. It's a difference between hearing and listening and understanding. And a lot of people, they work so hard to say, you know, I'm listening to you, to be an active listener, to show it with your body language and all of this shit. And that's all good. But nigga, do you understand me? Do you understand the, the feeling that invokes it within me when you do the things that you do or you say the things that you say or, uh, you know, anything like that. And a lot of us get caught up in the history of our friendships and we don't want to rock the boat. And what I've learned with a certain situation in my life is that sometimes you have to stand up for what you feel. And it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be a, a buttercup you know, type of situation where, oh, you said this, I heard you and I understand and I'm going to change because all of those like things are verbs. You know, you have to, you have to forgive, you have to change, you have to understand every single day. Once you're in these tough situations, wherever it may be, whether it's work related or friendship related or friend, uh, family related. And I'm just finding that I do have to stand up for myself. I'm the only CEO of my body, you know, of my person, of my brain, and no one else is going to advocate for me. So if I don't stand up, if I don't, you know, if I fold in a situation, then that can almost mean that I'm not worthy of the outcome that I've expected from this, from this situation. And I'm here to say that, bitch, that's one thing that I'm literally grasping this week is is worthiness and deserving understanding that you're deserving of a lot of the things that are being offered to you you know a lot of people question and they ask like why um why me you know why why should I deserve this why am I worthy and you know not to get real first lady with y'all but (laughs) first lady of the church now the baptist church but um You got to understand that God, (laughs) it's crazy, like how as I get older, you know, 
I, and I'm and I'm walking. I'm trying to walk with God. I really am. And to just be candid about you know my personal relationship with with Jesus and and all of that. And um, I'm really trying. And one thing that I grasp like lately, like literally within the last like month, is the fact that Jesus made a covenant with us. You know, it was his believers and. He made a covenant with me and that covenant was to never leave me nor forsake me. And when, you know, he was, when he died upon the cross now, he made that covenant with us to just forever treat us with the respect and always give us, you know, the promises that he, that he's promised and how, no matter what we do, you know, how much we sin, no matter how much we turn away, he's always going to love us the same. And that word covenant is unconditional and it's unfailing and it's, you know, it'll never be broken. And that type of love is like really amazing to, for me to think that I'm worthy of someone not knowing me, but knowing that like one day this girl is going to do amazing things and she deserves every fucking bit of it, you know? So just that wrapping my mind around that has helped me understand that if my God thinks I'm deserving, my nigga, you want her. Like your flesh of my flesh, you know, like we bleed the same. We, we, we die the same, you know, we breathe the same, everything. Like I'm deserving and you cannot take that away from me. So I say all that to say in every situation, understand what you're deserving from it. Understand who you are in that situation. Understand your feelings in that situation. And also understand the backstory of who you may be um, dealing with. Because some people don't love the same and some people need other things in their life. And so that is how, a reflection of how they're acting towards you. And it's never personal. It's literally what they've been through in their life, what they're lacking in their life and what they're looking for to be replaced in their life. And if that is something that's important to them, you can't knock that. You cannot. But in certain situations, when it becomes, you know, disrespectful or it becomes, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I fucking know. I didn't, I've been talking for 20 something minutes and I, and I haven't stumbled or forgotten a word this whole time, (laughs) but, um, you know, it just becomes a sticky situation when it, when disrespect in, in, in consideration, that's what I'm looking for. In consideration comes in and, you have to really be silent, you guys. You have to be silent. You have to be quiet. You have to be still and really start to understand who you are in this person, in this body, in this mind, what you deserve from this situation. And like I said, understand who you're dealing with and understand that at the end of the day, I, I need a counter on how many times I said understand in this fucking podcast, but um, understand at the end of the day, it's you And this person against the problem, looking for the solution. It's not a battle. It's never a battle. It should never be a battle. Even if it's not necessarily you and a person in a situation, if it's you trying to, you know, go against 
anything that you may stand for. It's you against this problem, not necessarily you trying to figure this out. You're flailing and, and out in the water, you know, looking for help and all of that type of stuff. You have to get a grip of yourself and understand what the enemy really is. And let me tell you something. Let me put on my, put on my Evangeline hat. Okay. <laughs> the devil the enemy has no new tricks, okay? I have found that a lot of times in my life with a lot of the things that have gone on in my life, the devil has literally tried to tell me how unworthy I was and how undeserving I was. In every situation I can look back, that is the feeling that I kind of walked away from that situation with. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not enough like for this or I'm undeserving of this or, you know, I... <laughs> I'm unworthy of this. And it was just literally like a click in my mind that was like, oh shit, if you know this now, literally you can do anything that you fucking want. And I knew that already before that niggas can't tell me no. What the fuck is that? But really understanding that the devil has no new tricks and in every situation where he thinks I'm going to have the victory, he's going to try to take it away by making me feel like I'm unworthy of the victory. And you know, that's all. I'm going to pass the bucket around for your tithe and your offerings. Because <laughs> I went there today. I went to church. To, like, I took y'all to church today. But in all seriousness, y'all, like you have to, that's where that understanding comes in. Like really trying to get a grip on what the fuck is going on in your life. And I'm not talking about just these dumbass jobs. And I'm not talking about these dumbass friends who don't give a fuck about you. I'm not talking about some dumbass family members who don't give a fuck about you. Like you got to understand yourself in these situations and try to change the narrative on how you react, on how you uh, get information, get lessons from these, from these situations. So that when you do start to have children, if you don't already have children, you can really show them how to deal with things and not in such a tumultuous way where niggas gonna need therapy every fucking day okay and that's all I got for y'all this week okay on real people never call themselves real okay I, I took it there all right <laughs> I will say that but um no it's all love here like and that's why I be as vulnerable as I do with you guys because I know my listeners if I don't know you by face and I don't know you by name I know you by heart. Like, I feel you guys when you reach out to me. I feel you guys when you email and when you DM and when, you know, you like or you repost or whatever. Like, I see all of that shit. I hear all of that shit. I feel all of that shit. And I know that there are other people going through the same things, trying to figure out the same shit that I am. And that is just all what this whole platform is. Not, I mean, a lot of us want to get out of the situations that our families have created for us and this is the way to do it I'm doing it I'm doing the work and I want you guys to do the work with me and I'm showing you the results I'm showing you the openness the freeness the love that like comes into my life like every week I'm showing you guys so that's what all of this shit is about and you know it, we, we tell some jokes and shit along the way but at the end of the day I want you guys to be some healthy ass black people and I want you to be some wealthy ass black people. And I want 
the the enemy to stop doing the same shit every fucking week to y'all, you know? So as the cookie crumbles, you know, we will we will attack more demons and all of that and get to the bottom of all of this shit at the end of the day. But with that being said, you guys have a great week. This is the start of something new. It's a brand new month. It's a brand new week. Make sure you guys are intentional about the things that you want out of this life, you know, and the things that you want out of this week. Get up out of the bed. I know it's some of you guys that that may be hard, you know, every day to keep going to these dumbass jobs. Like it, I call them dumb, but I've learned to have an appreciation for what they do provide. Even if it's nothing that I necessarily want in the moment, I know that it's not going to be my end all be all. And I understand, you know, the type of resources that a full-time job provides. And, and, and that is the type of graciousness and appreciation that you, um, should, should share every day when you wake up out of the bed and, and go to these jobs. But like I said, as long as we're doing the work, it will show in the end. So have a great week. I love you guys. I'm always down for you guys. Make sure you reach out to me on our IG at Real The Show and Gmail because we fancy at RealTheShow at gmail.com. As always, this has been a French House in January 1 Creators production. Have a great week. Love y'all.